0: Cheerleader podcast. I'm Nicola Willis from NW Marketing, the small business cheerleader. I'm here today with Cara Stokes and she is an SEO our copywriter and we're going to talk about all things storytelling in your content creation. How are you today? Great thanks. How are you Nicola? I am well. I love talking about creating content because it is the number one issue my clients come to me when they're trying to put their marketing together. And I always love to direct them to outstanding copywriters who can help them. And that's what we're going to give them some free tips today that they can take away when it comes to storytelling in their what building their brand. So um, introduce yourself and let us know how you got to this stage and why copywriting is your jam. Sure. Um,
1: content creation is definitely something a lot of people struggle with. And excuse my uh, voice, I'm just getting it back after being unwell, so I'm a bit husky. Um, but yes, it's a common headache no matter what industry you're in Um, and I do niche in the fitness and health industry so I work with a lot of personal trainers, power lifters, nutrition, Pilates studios, that sort of thing. I kind of fell into that simply because I love health and fitness. I love seeing how people get a kick out of you know discovering they can do things that they can't Um, and I also really relate to the people that run these kind of businesses. They're very easy to talk to They massively value what I do because it's not their jam you know they're really strong struggle with getting words on the page they're fantastic at face-to-face communications and building relationships but then actually putting it down on paper really stumps them so they're very happy to have me come in and help them out with that so that's kind of where that niche evolved from and copywriting I've always loved writing since you know I was nine and wrote poems and things like that and I've done it sort of in different jobs and never knew kind of what copywriting was or that I'd already kind of been doing it so I sort of fell into it needing a job that would fit around kids and family freedom you know all that sort of thing so I built it up
0: and yeah here we are today I love that because it's true when you have a passion for words and a passion for ah uh, well for storytelling it comes down to that from when we're young it really does evolve and turn into uh, a content creation passion too, because some people, if not a majority of people, they're putting together a uh, sales copy or putting together copy that tells a brand story is completely different to just writing a caption or writing something uh, in email language, isn't it? It's a whole new beast and it's a whole new uh, language and skill set. And I think now more so than ever, people are really understanding that and are really reaching out for people to help them to help build that brand online because that's where all our customers are. So I want to talk about why story, stories and storytelling matter. Why does it matter so much these days in particular? Um, Well, for starters, you know, the digital world
1: is huge and it's
0: very easy to get overwhelmed.
1: You know, it used to be competitors were whatever people could reach next door or would drive to and things like that, whereas now being online, competition has grown massively. Stories are what help you stand out from you know the one down the road the one across the other side of the country the one you know in America it's how brands really differentiate themselves but they also are really important because they build connection you know throughout centuries thousands of years humans have connected through stories it's how mums teach children to stay out of the woods because it's dangerous in there you know you tell someone to do something they don't listen to that but when you tell them a story it's memorable it sticks with them and it educates and entertains them along the way so So it's a way of getting information across that actually gets people to relate to it, feel the emotions, and remember it so it helps your brand to stand out. That's why it's so important.
0: Yeah, that's right. It is. It's the memory part. We all know that when we were studying and and growing up, you would have stories or acronyms and things to allow your brain to remember them, and all those things you learnt about memory games as well. Telling yourself a story so that you can remember the different parts. And we tend to forget that when we're putting our stuff out there. But also people can take up to 7 to 15 times before they even notice us. So the more that we're building that story around our brand, the more people will remember us and remember what we do and why we do it. And it also has the backdrop of your passion, your why, isn't it? Building that why you do what you do into your story and into your brand so that people can relate, people can identify with where you sit. And if they, too, relate to where uh, you can help them in where they want to go. And I think that's so important. How do we use um, stories in our content creation? When you've dealt with clients, um, how do you find that they use uh, storytelling?
1: Uh, well, one of the first things I'll teach them is that it can be used, you know, very simply, very small, like a caption, and you know, in an Instagram post, or it can be quite a big and important stories, like you're talking about, then the why, the brand story, which we can get to in a minute. But just in your content creation, um, it's you can use it very quite easily to just weave stories of everyday life through what's happening before you kind of get to the point so you know in your email you might have a new offer but instead of just sending it out to them and saying hey here's my new promo offer you might talk to them about how you went to your favorite barista and they gave you a, a drink that you would never usually offer you, you know you were really busy you wouldn't usually try it. you tried it and you were pleasantly surprised and shocked to discover you actually love it and you have a new favourite drink and then you encourage them to now try your new promotion because trying new things is good and you're very grateful you tried that new drink even though it was accidental so you know you can use these stories in different ways to kind of link towards a point and take them on a journey because that's what's about it's getting them from just scrolling and whatever they're doing at that moment we don't want to interrupt them like advertising used to in the past where it was very disruptive attention Grabbing in a very kind of negative way and heavy. Everyone's moved away from that and doesn't want anymore. And that's why stories a really important role because it's a positive interruption to what they're doing so it helps them to feel really good oh this is really interesting and I relate to it and then you kind of weave them towards what they want to know whether it's teaching them a point you know whether they need to learn how to be more productive or things like that when you start with a little bit of a story even if it's just a couple of lines um, they're going to tune in a lot better.
0: That is so true. I've just been thinking back to the emails that I, even myself as a a customer have been reading and the ones that I do tend to look more so into than the first few lines are the ones that start with a story. And I just realized that, that yeah, you really do get into that you try and you're so involved in your own business a lot of the time that you you, you're so worried about how you can structure things and set things out but then you forget that the ones you yourself actually read and open and listen to are the ones that are just people talking into a story Mindset of something that just happened to them, or where they are in their business, and you can relate. And I think that is where you'll get to the end of that email more so. And you're right; they do always end to something that can um, either follow on from that story, or like you said, even a wonderful sidestep, completely different to the story, but along the theme of whatever it is you were talking about. These things you can start um, dispersing within to your content creation, and you will see more interaction, won't you? Yeah, definitely. It it builds that emotional connection and
1: that sense of trust because we're not just talking to them as a business. We're now relating to them on a personal level. So it brings it down to that one-to-one kind of chat. And that's why, you know, like when you're writing a sales page and if you examine any sales page, there'll always be a section about why they created this offer. And it has a little bit about generally their own struggle and how they want to share that with you and things like that. So it's just about kind of opening up their hearts to it and getting them to be, you know, relate to what you're creating rather than just kind of publishing stuff and shoving it into the world.
0: Yeah, and it's it's really putting out there why you are the authority in whatever market it is you're in because you are sharing why, you know, yeah. why you're there and, and what you're there to do, what difference you're there to make and how you got to that point because exactly. otherwise you really are just another person providing that same service that everyone else does and storytelling um, allows you to do that. And that's why I love Donald Miller's book, you know, um, you know the sto- building a story brand because it, it is that thing of taking them on a journey and I think we forget that we tend to just pop information out and then wondering why no one's coming back in because we're really just popping it out when we feel like it but we're not creating that consistent story whether it be with regular emails regular consistent online presence on Instagram stories or anything where you can build that relationship I think that is really important isn't it when it comes to longevity in your customer journey Definitely. And it's all about putting them, like as you know from reading Donald Miller's book, it's not about, about
1: making them the hero of the story. Quite often when we come at it from a business approach, we think that we're the hero because we're the ones coming in with the awesome solution to their problem. But when you're writing any content, you have to understand that the audience actually doesn't care in, in in a way, they don't care about your solution or what you've got to offer. They're in their own world. They just want to know what it's got for them. So when you put them at the centre of the story and you make them the hero so it's all about them and how they're going to get from where they are now they want to be, suddenly the engagement goes up because they go, oh, this is actually about me. It's not someone just saying, this is what I do, this is what it gives you. They're actually feeling like you can take them somewhere they want to go and it's actually about them. Once you kind of flip that perspective, it's really powerful. Um, And it's also really powerful in terms of getting them to ask for help because obviously customers are at different awareness points on their journey. And for someone who knows They may have a bit of a problem, but they, you know, admitting they need help with it can be quite tricky, particularly in the fitness and health industry. We like to think we're the experts on our bodies and, you know, we should have it all together. And of course we don't, you know, it's quite okay to ask these experts, personal trainers, nutritionists to help us out, but it can be almost a bit embarrassing to book that first appointment to open up and say, hey, I don't actually know what I'm doing. So when you create this story and show them that you do really understand where they're at and build that sense of trust, they feel much more comfortable clicking, you know, buy now or book now, whatever it is, that call to action. They're like, okay, I'm not going to be, you know, judged or anything like that. This person really gets what I'm going through. And it's okay to get someone in to help me to get where I want to go.
0: Yeah, 100%. And that's where um, something when we're talking about customer awareness, it's like the five levels of customer awareness by Eugene Swartz, when you're talking about getting your customer journey from completely unaware to most aware. Yeah. And the different types of content that you create along that journey for them to actually allow them to know that you can be trusted, that you're knowledgeable in what you're doing and and you are the person that can actually be that bridge, you know, to help them from where they are to where they want to be. And I think we can do that most effectively through our content. So that's why we wanted to talk about um, brand stories. So how does that uh, help when it comes to businesses, building your brand through storytelling? Sure.
1: Well, there's two parts to brand stories. There's the one that you have complete control over. So that's the kind of one that you write. So it's how you about business was started you know the background of it why you started it what and what kind of mission you're on what vision you have for the future of your business so that's something you often have on your about page and on products you'll see like a little snippet of it a couple of sentences about their their little brand story just to tell people what they're about and why they exist and then there's the part that you have influence over but you can't 100% control. And that's the brand story that customers make up about your brand, so the perception they have about your brand. And that is happening whether you want it to or not, whether you've thought about it or have ever heard the word brand story. People do it from the very first moment. They see any content from you. They hear your brand name. They start to create a story in their mind about who you are, what you stand for, how you help people, all those sorts of things. So building that brand story, showing them, whether their perception is right or wrong or how you want them to perceive you um, is all about, you know, the tone of voice, the colours you use, the music you use, your content, all that sort of thing. And it's a massive way to influence how people think and perceive your brand and what it's about.
0: Yeah, and it's making it consistent, isn't it, too, across yes. all different platforms because yeah. you do want to have a, a tone, a brand, you know, tone and... and um, and so people really have the authentic you, whatever that may be, and, and trying to keep that across all levels. That's why copywriting and, and having a professional involved in creating that for you um, can really change things when it comes to be it a website or a sales page or an email sequence. Because if you can get that same message across all platforms, people really get a good sense of what you're about. And uh, people forget they try to talk Um, as if they're a professional huge business if they're only only a solopreneur and you have to remember you know talking authentically as to who you are is more important than trying to be something you're not because people will see through it pretty quickly so finding what that sound or tone is for you a copywriter can help you do that and I think um what i found is that getting clear, I work with clients on the section um, for their marketing foundations all the way to the bit where they then go to a copywriter. Because when you know why you do what you do, what you offer, why it's aligned with that, and who you're trying to talk to, you can then have all that information because uh, that's really important, isn't it? Getting clarity in all of that before starting to write your copy.
1: Yes, definitely. It's really important to know a lot of those things. And I often help, you know, my clients with figuring some of that out if they're not clear on it. But it depends on how unclear. You know, sometimes they've got a bit of an idea of their target audience and just need a bit more narrowing down or the tone of voice. They kind of have one, but they don't know what it is. Um, So in that case, yes, definitely. That's something that, you know, I give them a bit of guidance on. But like you're saying, if they're missing all those other bits, it's really hard to write for them because it's like going to a pizza shop and saying, you know, I want to order a pizza, but I don't know what I want. And then getting grumpy when they give you pepperoni, but you don't like pepperoni. You know, like, we're not magicians. We can only work with what we've got. So as copywriters, we do need that background um, information. And touching on what you were saying before, too, with consistency, it is it is really important to be authentic. And not just authentic, but also just to be quite proud of your brand and, and what it is. Quite often I get people wanting to say on their website, you know, we do this, we do that, and they're a solo business owner. Um, and that's actually... You know, I think you're trying to create a more professional look, but it doesn't actually make you sound more professional. It actually creates a lot of confusion because when you call someone up, I know I do it, and I find out, oh, it's just you, there's kind of a, not disappointment, but there's like a bit of disparage or, or a bit of a gap between your knowledge so that you suddenly get a bit uncomfortable. And it's so anything that makes them that little bit uncomfortable or causes a bit of confusion pulls them back, they step back. So we need to make sure everything we're creating has a nice flow and everything feels comfortable and smooth. So, turning up as yourself is the best way to do that because they get to see you right from the start. There's not this kind of professor essay kind of language on their website, and then you jump on their phone, you're like, hey, dude, how are you going? You know, they're like, what is this? This is confusing. And there's no right or wrong. You can be totally casual or totally academic, it's whatever suits your brand, but making sure that it does stay the whole way through is very important.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing. And um, the one thing that I always look out for, it doesn't feel right if you have, and especially if you have a website with a whole bunch of stock images too, that yes. have a team or a brand, or you can tell that it's not real. It yes. just, I think, well, what are you hiding? You know, what, what is it about you that you're, you're not happy with? You know, people these days, as we know, are working in their back rooms and there's nothing wrong with that. And, but it's all about, I find in continuing that story along, having good brand photography, Mm -hmm. um, showing up as you in that version of photography, um, that then uh, allows your words to talk with that alongside it. And I think that is also a great thing to do if you're going to be doing some form of website because or even on your social show up as you. And if you don't want to show up as you still show up with your product or service and the brand voice to allow you to be seen as authentic, because, yeah, people are pretty savvy these days. And they, yeah, anything that makes them step back that one, I don't think that it's too hard to be uh, cut through these days, you don't want anything that's going to take people away.
1: Well, that's right. As soon as they feel uncomfortable, they, they won't spend. They have to be, feel 100% comfortable because it's an emotional thing, even though logically we compare brands and prices and all that sort of thing. Anytime we are spending money, it's an emotional investment. So we need to feel that kind of level of comfort. And like you were saying, if they have a brand and it's not them, because not everybody is a personal brand, you know, like for me, my brand is me. So that's fine. But sometimes you'll have a team or even as an individual, your brand is very different to you. And that's a hundred percent okay but you still do yes need to make sure that that brand stays on brand the whole way through so if it's edgy and bold and blunt and you're quite shy that's fine but it needs to be edgy and bold and blunt every single step of the way so that there's never any inconsistency in the experience that the customers are getting.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think when you're setting up from startup stage, it's a good time to really start thinking through all of those foundational areas so that when you do get to the stage of writing website copy or doing your branding, that you really are clear on what that looks like. Because you're right, um, everyone, uh, you know, marketing professionals, social media managers, copywriters, we're not magicians. So you're right, you can't just make stuff up when you don't have a clear direction. And a lot of people when they start up have a dream and they have a vision for what they want but they don't really have the rest of it together yet. And they can be a bit shy in putting themselves out there and and stepping back. So it's great to have confidence that you're authentically you. And that makes it easier, I think, because then you're not having to show up as anyone else. You are you. So just write down all those things about, you know, what is important to you, why you're doing what you do, who you want to impact and how. And that's a good start, I think, on starting to get that brand voice together.
1: Yeah, that's an excellent start. And that's how you build your brand story. Once you've got those core values, then you can explain to customers why you've got them, how you'll stick to them, how your brand is going to follow those values and serve the world better because of them in the future.
0: Yeah, and I think people get carried away sometimes that core values and vision statements and mission statements are all for bigger corporations, a lot bigger companies. But what they don't realise is that if you don't do that from the start, a lot of the time you're having to backtrack when you do it later because then you've already got a team or you've already started all this branding journey um, with it, you know, be it your copywriting or your branding look. And then you have to step back and redo. A lot of people get to five years into business and they realise that what they started with, they got distracted by the shiny, sexy stuff and they started doing all that first And when they started uh, attracting um, misaligned clients or or having, you know, a, a business culture they weren't happy with, then having to implement this stuff. And I think if you can spend the time to do it first and know what you stand for and what you will and won't accept and what your, you know, your impact is, then it's a lot easier than having to change it when you do realize it five years down the track sure and it definitely gives you a clearer
1: direction it makes it much easier in any you know business is always about making decisions isn't it? you're constantly making decisions and when you've nailed that stuff that foundational you know kind of points in the beginning it's so much easier to know which way to go you know is this shiny new thing for
0: me is this client for me well it doesn't quite align so maybe not you know yeah that's exactly right now one um last thing a tip for seo copywriting now you're yes. an seo copywriter so we want to know what's a tip these days for when it comes to SEO copywriting? Is there anything that you work with with clients that you find that the main issue is for them when it comes to SEO stuff?
1: For sure. Keywords is one of the really tricky ones for people to get their head around and understanding. So keywords, are what people plug into search engines, whether that's Google or Instagram or YouTube, and how they search for a particular thing. So they might search for, say, socks. Now, if you always call your socks burgundy socks but they're typing red then you can get problems there because you're only ever plugging burgundy and google will only show you up for burgundy socks when you're you know the people that are looking for them are for red so you know i often get that with um, personal trainers a lot of personal trainers want to be called coaches these days which is totally fine but People are plugging in Personal Trainer Sydney into Google to find them, and if we don't use the word personal trainer on their website, then they may not come up, and unfortunately their competitors might if they're using those particular phrases. So when you're writing anything, whether it is on Instagram or creating YouTube content, or Google, do just keep in mind what people are actually going to call your thing. You know, if it's very commonly known as a particular phrase in the industry, and you want to break that box, go for it, break that box, but you have to educate them along the way. You do have to provide content with the words they would usually use, and then kind
0: of lead them towards it, because otherwise they just never find you. I love that. That is something people do not think about when setting up websites, et cetera, because we get in our own head. We know what we do, so yeah. we write as if it's you know we're the customer, and of course we know what we do. So yeah, you're so right because people are going to be typing in whatever it is. Um, I know I've worked with clients in the past um, on Google Ads, things like that, and and trying to create those keywords and doing research on what your competitor keywords are. Uh, yes. Websites like SEM Rush and things like that in the past of trying to you know put in your competitors and see what keywords they're using. And what keywords are out there and, and really trying to understand where you sit in the market too, isn't it? About making sure that it's not just all in your head, you're actually researching what's out there and what people are looking for definitely and realizing that ultimately your website isn't for you it's for your customer
1: so as much as me we may want it to sound away and we do need to be happy with it it needs to please them a lot more so we always need to keep in mind whatever we're putting out there it's really not for us it's to help them feel good about something to direct them to a point whatever reason we're creating that piece of content we need to keep in mind that it is always for our audience and just sometimes pull back on our own perspective because, you know, we all have words that we love and hate. Maybe there's a particular word that our gran always used and it just makes us go, oh, you know, our
0: hackles get up every time we hear it. But if our audience loves it, you're going to have to use it. I know. Back in the day, my dad used to always say, whenever I mentioned the word "hey," I'd go, hey, what about this? He'd go, "Hey is for horses. Oh, my dad said that too. <laughs> and even now, and the other one was she. She said with my sister, she said this. No, she a cat's mother. (laughs) <laughs> so isn't it amazing that words that you just yeah. now when you use you just go straight back to some time but you're right if it's a word in your industry that you might be over or you think is passe, but yeah. your your customers they're they're typing in and looking for you so I think people when they're doing copywriting forget those little key points yeah or keywords that <laughs> um that are really important to be seen and I think that that's, right. that's why we do these websites so that we can be seen and people need to realize that sometimes a little bit of extra work when it comes to seo stuff uh, or getting a professional to really look over that stuff for you can be important which is why now let people know how they can find you when it comes to copyright especially fitness and health professionals because that's your niche so um how can or what do you offer how can they find you when it comes to those services that you offer
1: Sure, they can jump on Instagram my handle is kara stokes copywriter so k a r a s t o k e s copywriter and copywriter with a w because it's not copywriters in legal unfortunately which doesn't have a w um or else www.kara copywriter.com is my website Um, you know i help with things like writing websites sales pages email campaigns blog posts um, content planning getting the tone of voice correct guidelines that sort of thing as well as the seo side so keyword research and and seo kind of audits looking at your site and checking if you've got all the foundations there for google to find you
0: That's amazing. And I think people also forget those audits when it comes to your website, because I know I did one when I created a new website and went through just before it launched properly, you know, to make sure that everything was where it needed to be. And there was one of those, what do they call them? 404 error messages, whatever it is. (laughs) And it was somewhere when I transferred one website to another, uh, it was still linking to blog posts from some old, and it was just, so these are things that, you know, was simple. And I, you know, just didn't think of it because I couldn't see it in front of me. Yes. So to have those um, people with eyes knowing what happens can stop you from losing all those people that are clicking on that thing that may not be linking somewhere or might not be doing its job. And I think that that is important in ticking all those boxes because you're going to mm-hmm. spend money on it on a website. Why? you yep. want it to work. So my, I would yeah, thoroughly recommend um, people uh, doing all of this stuff if they can, or at least taking the advice we're giving today and looking at it themselves so that they can have the knowledge of making sure they've at least put eyes over their copy, their brand, um, voice, their tone, and making sure they're talking to their customers about their customers' dream points. Where does their customer want to be? Not I'm the greatest, I'm the best, we do this, we do that. The amount of websites on the homepage, that's the first thing you see. Straight away, I'm off. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're not talking to me about how you solve my problem on that first fold or whatever it's called on the um, website, then you, you're not for me. So I think this is the mindset we need to change from the old days, isn't it? Of people, yes. I'm the greatest, I'm the best, because everyone's the greatest and everyone's the best and everyone's got five stars and everyone's whatever. <laughs> but how are you specifically in your niche solving my problem and allowing me to uh, live my dream life? And that's what I want to know straight up uh like linking bio the same thing when it comes to instagram how you you know what is it you do and how do you solve a problem isn't it instead of i'm the greatest and i do this on your um, bio simple as that too
1: yeah spot on and you only have about three to five seconds so it's very important to get it right you know if your homepage says welcome you've already lost them you know you never open up the front door and say to someone welcome to my home you know you instantly start talking to them so straight away you've got to cut in and get their attention Yeah,
0: 100%. What is it, above the fold or whatever they call it? Above the the fold, yeah. Before they scroll down, yeah. Before they get to that scroll bit, what are you saying? So if you leave this podcast with anything, what are you saying on that bit before they start scrolling? Look at it now. See if you need to make any changes. And if you do, you do need to get in touch with Cara. And you need to fix (laughs) it because this is your livelihood we're talking about. So there's no, no time to mess around. Well, it's been amazing talking to you, thank you, because I'm passionate about making sure small businesses understand copywriting, or at least can get someone to help them with it, because it's so important, Uh, especially now, trying to cut through is so hard, so you don't want to be wasting precious time, like you said, three seconds to get someone's attention, so make sure you're using it the best you can. And um, hit Cara up online um, with all those links we gave. I'll put them in these uh, show notes as well so you can get easier links to that. And um, thank you so much and keep copywriting and um, enjoy. And I'll be following you online to see what you're up to next. Fantastic. Thanks for having me on.